Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Yeah. It's daylight saving time, everybody. Make sure you set your calendars back. Um, We've fallen back, son. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, Saturday is officially Alexa's birthday. Her seventh birthday. She's seven years old now. Ah. Yeah. On the day God rested. Yeah. Alexa, happy birthday. You can't hear it, but she's singing the uh, happy birthday song right now. It's very cute. To herself. <laughs> to herself. <laughs> yep. So uh, on that note, happy recording day. Happy recording day. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So what is happening? What's the haps? Dude, I'm out of town again. Again, it's the it's the huge again, and <clears throat> sorry, there's a lot of crop dust in the air. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean farts; I mean farming. <laughs> I totally know that you mean farts, but okay, I got yeah. Anyway, I'm using a different setup, and I'm not accustomed to it. And I just, you know, I hope it comes out decent. The quality, I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at. Busy, 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 which is good. I'm tired. And uh, missed watching football today. But I saw my Bulldogs crushed it again, which I expected. Nice. Although I did check in on the ESPN app and there was like four minutes left in the first quarter and it was, let's see, they played Missouri today. It was three zip Missouri in the lead. And I was like, excuse me. Cause up until last, well, last week they had a bye week two weeks ago. No, wait, was it three weeks ago? I don't know what day it is. It's November, bro. <laughs> It's so November. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> anyway, uh, their average in the first quarter has been balling. I mean, just like, oh, you want to play a game? Nah, this is a scrimmage. So to see an unranked team have three points late in the first quarter and the Bulldogs have zero, I was like, what is going on? And then... Yeah. Like I said, I was busy, so I didn't catch the the game, 
And then I got the final score, and I was like, hell yeah. Bulldogs did what they do, bro. Pulled it off. Did what they were supposed to do. They deserve the number one spot, man. They're killing it. Yeah. 43 to 6, man. Final score. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's pretty impressive. Florida was almost giving them a run for their money, but then, all right, so they had a bye week three weeks ago. So last weekend, it was just like, I mean, I stopped what I was doing to watch that game, and I'm glad I did because they had like three turnovers in like less than five minutes or something crazy like that. I mean, it was a, it was just, it was the game to watch, man. I don't know if you caught that game last week. Not. but I did not. <clears throat> uh, so last week, of course, I was licking my wounds from losing Michigan, losing to Michigan State. So oh, I saw that, bro. So I didn't really care about anybody else's team after that. And uh, yeah, it still hurts to bring it up. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yeah. But, uh, you know. State lost to Purdue, so that's kind of good. Hey, man, it's college football. You never really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt about it. So hopefully tomorrow night I get to catch some uh, Sunday football. Sure. But if not, I'm definitely planting my ass in the sofa and watching Monday night football. Good man. You want to know why? Why? Because, damn it, it's football season, brother. (laughs) Ooh, hallelujah. Feel it in my toes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm. Some fried chicken. Some pig skin. (laughs) A little booze. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Surround sound. Come on now. Big screen. Wife's talking to you. You can't even tell. Sounds like a fan in the crowd because you got that <laughs> shit up so loud. You do have a nice, comfortable setup on your second floor to watch the game, man. No doubt about it. It's quite impressive. And those uh, those speakers get pretty loud. Especially they really do, the man. Especially given the fact you're right up on it, you know. You ain't that far away from it. Yeah, not really, but. You guys did a good job decorating that that little area out for sure. So we do what we can. Neighbors, my damn neighbors just got two new dogs and um, named them Rolex and Timex. So they're clearly not watch fans <laughs> because they're watch dogs. Wow. <laughs> I almost hate to ask, but I can't not ask. Are they white? Yeah, they're white, but it was a joke. Oh, I've been laughing at that joke for days. Wait, is this a true story? No, it was a joke. Oh. I've just been waiting to tell you. for. And you got me on that. That's payback for the Kevin wrestling a gator story. 
<laughs> yeah, all the, all the gators in Southern Illinois. <laughs> You've been here a couple times. There's yeah, some was, gator gator squashy land. I was I was still dumb enough to fall for it. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I'm loving fall. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, though, I haven't had a bonfire in a while. Uh, the last one Same was, Z's. Yeah, the last one was at our Halloween blog party back in October. I had a really, really nice one. Uh, but I haven't had one since. That was like the second week of October. So I want to. I need to get out there and enjoy the fire pit at least one more time before the damn snow comes. So... Yeah, you do. Yeah, I got to get back out there. But all the remaining wood that I've had, I've brought inside because I have done a couple big ones in the fireplace. (laughs) Namely, out of necessity, not because I wanted to, you know, when our furnace went out. But yeah, um, dude, I've like I said, I've only got a. What do I got? I got a stack and a half left. Or a bundle. Sorry, not a stack. So I need to replan every time I drive by the place that has the good wood. I never stop because they only take cash. It's like one of those like farms and they lay it. So they lay it out on the side of the road in like Mm -hmm. a like a wood holder. I don't know what it's called. Sure. They just section it off. And they tarp it off so it's dry. And then they have a lockbox where you drop the cash in, and it's kind of like a trust thing, you know? Damn, that is as country as it gets right there, brother. Yeah, but let me tell you, it's the best wood I think I've ever burned. (laughs) You let that sit in your garage for a month, and it's already been covered for God knows how long. Like, I mean, it's just pure wood. It's awesome. That's what she said. Jeez. But I either pass by and I forget or I'm like, oh, I don't have cash and I'm not going to be that douche who's like, I owe you yelling you back like, <laughs> I'll pay you later. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times are you going to forget to do that? I know. Right. I need to put yeah. a sticky note on my steering wheel or something. So um, I haven't driven up north in a while, but those places it is houses everywhere that that do that very thing. Got a little lockbox out there, and it's the honor system. Um, I've never stopped at one of those places to to do it. Actually, no, I take that back. I have stopped at one of those places once, uh, and I was gonna drop it in, but the guy came to the front door. I was like, "Here you go, buddy." He posted. Yeah, he wanted to make sure. He wanted to watch yeah. and make sure that I put money in is what he wanted. I see you. You took five bundles. It's five bucks a bundle. I took a whole face court. Nice. Yeah. Just for like a um, hundred bucks, something like that. Can't beat I'm it. I'm telling you, it's definitely the way to go, man, to just get it in that big bulk. 
I swear, because I, you know, I go to English gardens around here and it's like 23 bucks for a basket full. And it's, it's just a complete ripoff. But it's 10 times drier than all the wood that you would get at like any hardware store or gas station that just has the wood sitting outside. Yep. You know, because you can go inside. The baskets are everywhere. Just grab a basket, walk it up, and you're out the door, you know. So um, I trust them to keep it dry, even though they do keep stuff outside, too. Nobody ever grabs the baskets from outside that are full of wood, you know, especially if it's raining. And there's so many kids that work there, none of them are conscious enough to pull the baskets inside when they see that it starts to rain. So I just don't even mess around. Go straight inside. Let me get the biggest basket with the the best stuff and 23 bucks. It's just, you know, it equates to about three of those bundles that you would get from a gas station for five bucks each, you know? Yeah. But that's not enough. You know, I mean, that's way, way too expensive, but it is super dry. So I'm looking forward to, um, you know, especially when this baby comes, dude, we're going to be locked in the house. I'm going to need something to, you know, help me out. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I won't, won't be able to sit outside like I normally do. So I'm going to put that fireplace to some good use for sure. Yeah. Word. So, um, oh God, what was I going to say to you? Oh, so it's been absolutely nuts over here. Obviously I've told you the details, but yeah. Um, this bedroom is almost complete, bro. I think I sent you a snap the other day after I got done with all the painting and I had the crib put together. Um, and a little ladder shelf. The wife, for some reason, is obsessed with these ladder shelves, man. We've got four of them in the house. Four ladder they're shelves. They're so cute. I mean, oh they're God. so cute. It's like a Magnolia chick. What's that? Hopeless Magnolia. Yeah, I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's shit. We got four of them in the house, man. It's like, come on. Do we need four ladder shelves? Really? Anyway, I'm dead smack in the middle of putting together this IKEA dresser. I've got about three hours into it, and you still cannot tell that it's a dresser. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell, bro. It is it's nuts. It's just stupid. There's so many pieces, so many screws and nails and Yeah, and I'm doing it all sober because I don't want to go too slow. <laughs> because if I start drinking bourbon while I'm putting this thing together, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna miss some screws or add some holes or do something stupid. So it's I'm just taking my time, and uh, yeah, I wish I had some help. 
Like if you were here, I seriously would say, can you please come over and help me build this dresser? And I totally would. Like go a few steps ahead of me or I'll do this step. You do the next one and just try to cut this thing in half because God bless Ikea. It's good stuff, but damn them for all the freaking parts, man. It's, It's driving me nuts. Well, they got that little bubble guy. Yeah. On the directions. Yeah. By the halfway through, you're like, fuck you, bubble guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that easy, damn it. (laughs) Right. He's, he's, you know, he's got a question mark on his stomach. Then he points, call Ikea. We'll be happy to help. It's like, ah, screw you and your help. I don't need your help. Your instructions are enough. Grab this tool. I don't have that tool. You should have already purchased this when you purchased (laughs) whatever you're building. You're like, fuck you, bubble man. I didn't know that. Why are you telling me now? Dude, I'm telling you, though, this time, because this is the second Ikea dresser that I'm putting together, it might go faster. We'll see how I feel in the morning when I get back to it, because I'm most likely I'm not going to go back in there tonight. What I did was I, I grabbed my tools from the garage and, um, you know, I've got all these different bits and, you know, I got the screwdrivers that ratchet, you know, so I'm using that and it is going a little bit faster as a result. But, you know, between the wife calling me and Max bursting in the room, da 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 what's up, buddy? And then he's just climbing over everything and knocking shit over and <laughs> being a fun little two-year-old, you know. He's going through my toolbox and just having fun. And it's like, dude, you're slowing me down, kid. Go lay in bed with your mother. Leave me alone. <laughs> but it is... um it is helping to bring a little bit of joy to it. I mean, it's a, it's an interruption, but uh, you know, like I was listening to this guy who's talking about his relationship with his son. And there was a question about, you know, how to keep things balanced, you know, with your kids and how to, um, you know, just keep them emotionally healthy you know, and, and so he, he shared a personal story. He said, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I don't care about whether or not I'm late or on time for something or whether or not I can finish a project in a certain amount of time when it comes down to my kids' interruptions, you know, because, you know, if my kid says, you know, it's, it's bedtime. And my kid says one more story. He said, I might have something to do after I put him down, but I'm going to read him that one more story because I don't know if I'm going to wake up the next morning, you know, and and just given a different perspective of not a Christian guy at all, but he's just like, tomorrow's not promised to any of us folks. And, um, you better savor every single moment that you can because you don't know when the next time you're going to get it or if you're ever going to get it again. Yeah. 
and that if you just treat you know treat these moments as if they're your last <clears throat> you know the cares for the future fall off a whole lot easier you know so that resonated with me and I'm like you know whatever come on in fuck up everything I'm doing cost me a half an hour sure great buddy <laughs> fine <laughs> let's have some fun oh yeah yep that's the hammer don't hit yourself it's gonna hurt whack all right here we go so i got boxes everywhere and paper everywhere and just it's the, the room is just completely tore up so we're having fun all that counts i suppose trying to yeah trying to have fun so yeah that's it my way man nice little little girl is going to be here any day now so and when she is we'll get a whole lot of episodes in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're going to record so much. We're going to have a, a freaking backlog of, you know, uh, 20 episodes. All of 2020 will be taken care of in a month and a half. <laughs> Nothing we talk about will be relevant. <laughs> uh, it'll be good. Did I say 2020? You did say 2020. Well, obviously, I meant 22. Indeed, you did. I wasn't going to call you on it. I was just going to let you have that moment. What? Hey, man, call me on it. That's what we do. <laughs> so, bro, I know we didn't want to, like, talk too long, and I'm totally cool with that as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I kind of want to mention, I've been listening to this podcast And it's got me, like, thinking a lot about Old Testament biblical stories, creation, aliens, Nephilim. I mean, just, like, mystical things, gods, like, little G-gods, giants. I I mean... it's like a mind fuck, bro. Yeah. You're coming and I love to my it. Side. You're coming to my like, side now, man. It is so fascinating to me. You're and it's one of those things. For Bigfoot in, in uh, Illinois. That's what you're going to start doing. You never know. <laughs> Dude, speaking. Okay. So Bigfoot. Speaking of Bigfoot. <laughs> someone was talking about, do you think Bigfoot is a mythical nephilim kind of creature mm-hmm. and this this guy starts talking about you know i'm not 100 percent sure obviously but what if he could exist in our three-dimension realm <sighs> but also was equipped to operate in further dimensions like the fifth dimension or the sixth dimension. And 
if he can somehow know how to use quantum physics so that like, cause a lot of people say, Oh, he appeared like, you know, it's there. And then it just literally disappeared. It did not move. It just vanished. And this man was like, you know, quantum physics maybe could explain that because if you can control matter or manipulate matter and cross dimensions and I'm listening to this and I'm just like, what? <laughs> right. But then you think about it and you're like, well, I mean, yeah, it could be possible, you know? And, um, I don't know, man. It's just, I can't not listen. I'm hooked. And I, I know I'm being vague about the podcast and I don't really want to promote it because we're not affiliated and, you know, whatever. That's not the point. But, um, yeah, I'm fascinated right now with, and I guess too, coming off the heels of Halloween and mystical, magical, demonic, you know, the spooky things. I think some of it's true, bro. More than we know. And if you're, if you're willing to at least explore and question, I'm not saying believe because I'm not sitting here as like, I believe Bigfoot's real. I'm just saying I'm more open than I was a year ago. You know? Hey there, listeners. Just want to talk to you for a few seconds about hotmikecity.com. Hot Mike City is a Detroit-based voiceover production house with full-service solutions from writing to recording and mixing and mastering with one simple focus, and that is to give you a voice to your next project. So maybe you own a small business or maybe you own a big business and you're looking to do some voiceovers for radio spots. Uh, Maybe you're doing some video work. You need some nice voiceover to underlay on that. Hot Mike City is the place for you. Using studio quality equipment and professional editing software, Hot Mike City is perfect for your next project. But don't take my word for it. Take a little listen to this demo. Welcome to Commercial Sales. This course is part of a series of courses developed to build outside. Smooth Jazz 105.9 FM, the radio station designed for people like you. Live stream each Sunday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. at ecclive.com. While it may be hard to believe, it's right in your own backyard. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even... And Pace offers awesome scholarship and internships. Pace University. Success starts here. And there you have it. Head over to hotmikecity.com. That's H-O-T-M-I-K-E-C-I-T-Y.com. And give a voice to your next project. I do know. I know full well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even know why I brought that up or where I'm going with it. It's just, it's on like, it's in my brain now and I can't get it out. Well, I guess if you want to just stay on the surface of it, I'll say that there is so much 
about this universe that we do not know or understand. And there's stuff going on that, and even in the spiritual realm, that goes beyond our natural ability to understand. Like there's a thought process of, well, as Christians, we already believe that we coexist in this both natural and spiritual realm at the same time. I was listening to something where they were talking about uh, this nurse was talking about uh, freaky things that happen when people die, when people are close to death. Mm. Like they start, it's as if as, as they get closer and closer to death, the, the lines between the natural and the spiritual realm begins to get thinner and thinner and thinner. And people, particularly the very, very old that are passing, they, um, they, they, they begin to see um, dead loved ones. And they begin to see angels. Some see demons. Some see, you know, very bright light and they can hear voices calling to them and comforting them and telling them messages and stuff like that. It's so common. It happens so often. And it's, you know, completely unexplainable. Like you, there's no, there's no medical science reason for it, but it is an observable thing I mean it's obviously I'm talking circumstantially but um, it happens so often they don't have any explanation for it but it's no longer surprising to the medical field when they see it it just happens so often what I want to say is that there are so many things like that in this world <laughs> that, you know, depending on the group of people that you're talking to or listening to, they observe this thing happen, this reality that gets blurred. They see it happen so often that it's no longer surprising to them. And then when they talk about it in the mainstream, you know, people call them crazy. But... There's <laughs> barking <Yeah>. spider. <laughs> a mystical was... creature at work right now. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, people, you know, we're so quick to call somebody crazy or say, you know, they're conspiracy theorists or this or that, whatever. We put labels on people uh, most of the time to dismiss them. Uh, but, you know, there's there's more to this world than we know. Like there's depths of the ocean that we haven't discovered. You know, there's fish that we've never seen that are still in the ocean. There's, yeah. you know, there, I mean, there's. I swear, man, you fly over, you can fly 
for three hours over the Pacific Northwest and see nothing but trees. You know, tell me that we know everything that's living down there in those trees? <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't know. It was just a few years ago we discovered a new primate in Africa. Well, and that's just what we can see and what we can understand. Like, if if you really get into some Old Testament stuff, there's some freaky shit in there, man. Absolutely. That is glossed over. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, wait, what does that mean? And there's no explanation. It's just like, oh, yeah. And then the sons of God looked down and saw the, you know, descend the women of Noah or whoever, and mm-hmm. they lusted after them. And then it just moves on. It's like, what does that mean? Who are the sons of God? Where are they? What does it mean they look down? Sure. Sure. And again, it comes back to one of those things where it's like, what does it really matter? I guess it really doesn't. But it's so fascinating. And like, there's a part of our history in that. And it's just like, why wouldn't you question that and wonder? I don't know. Well, uh, to to that end, I, I don't know if it was on my solo episode or if we were talking about it. There are extra biblical books out there that are not necessarily considered canonical in that, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the, the church leaders that came together to put the 66 books together. Um, they didn't determine them to be inspired by God air quotes, right? There's 12 other books though that fall into this category called the Apocrypha. These air quotes, lost books or extra books that weren't considered part of the Bible. And if you just took the time to read those books, you'll find that they are, for the most part, very historically accurate. And in these books, I taught when I was uh, when I was teaching in the Bible school years ago. Um, and when I was working on my doctorate, so this was probably 2015 or so um, when I was teaching this class the the I was teaching a class called the Apocrypha which were the 12 books you uh you'd be amazed what you can find out in those books that talk about exactly some of the stuff that you're talking about the the it goes into more detail of the sons of God and the Nephilim um uh, it, 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 these are written by people that were alive during that time, uh, during that time of uh, after Moses wrote the five books. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I mean, in some even, you know, during that time, that talked about you know the beasts that were on the earth and. Uh, describes what life was like back then in a lot more detail than what Moses does 
in uh, in the first five books of the Bible. We dismiss it uh, being part of the Christian church today because these books are not included in the 66. But what if we didn't? What if we didn't dismiss it? And we actually use that as historical record like most of the archaeologists do. Like when you see these people that are like digging up lost cities in Egypt or in Africa or, you know, somewhere in Central America or whatever. This, it's just completely fascinating. When you see pyramids that are built all over the world using the same kind of stone and the stone is not native to any of those countries. <clears throat> And you start asking questions like, how the hell did they get there? Who built them? Yeah. You know. Or you think about the stone hinges and how perfectly aligned to like solar patterns and sun patterns. And I mean, it's like, you know, we think of, for some reason we think like, oh, I'm recording on a MacBook Pro right now and an interface and I have a microphone and you know an apple watch and i can uber food to me and of course we're smarter you know we can we've made satellites that orbit our globe and yeah we think that like our ancestors were like mm, meat kill fire stab you know <clears throat> they were probably smarter than we are <laughs> Sure. I mean, I'm not even joking. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt and about it. why were they smarter? Like, what did they know? Who were they talking to? How did they have certain knowledge of things? You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a massive rabbit hole. Or maybe it's a tiny rabbit hole that just breaks off in separate other tunnels. I don't know, but it's just... Man, it's intriguing. I'll give, you, I'll give you two things that are very interesting to me. One of the books of the Apocrypha is an addition to the book of Daniel, which is in the 66 books, right? Daniel's in the Old Testament, Old Testament <clears throat> prophet. Here's the additions. You got the prayer of Azarias, and then get this, Susanna. And Bill and the dragon. It's literally the name. Oh, the dragon. <laughs> and then you got you got an addition to the book of Esther that wasn't included in the sixty-six books. You got the book of Enoch. Which is Yeah, who was written by what? Noah's grandson, I think. Well, it was written by Enoch, right? So I mean Enoch was the son of Adam. Oh, I thought he was a a son or a grandson of Noah. I don't know. I I don't know. Nope. It was way later. <clears throat> the Book of Enoch, in particular, is one that is uh, very wild, widely um, spoken of, and actually, Paul references sayings from the Book of Enoch in his epistles to the church. 
So even though the book of Enoch was not considered to be canon, it was still referenced in the Bible. It's one of the few of the um, apocryphal <clears throat> books that were referenced in the within the 66 books of the Bible. So that's yeah. one that I think is extremely interesting. So you've got these oh, yeah. apocryphal books, but some of them were actually referenced by apostles in the Bible. So that's that's one that's very interesting. Super interesting. Two, I think something else is very interesting. We've talked about, we've debated about, you know, young earth versus old earth. Now, the Bible is never clear. It's very rarely clear when it comes down to timing of things. So we have Christianity that holds to the young earth view. They say that everything that we have here roughly dates back to about just over 6,000 years. But then you have all of these other secular uh, voices that say that the earth is millions of years old. And forever there's been a debate to try to reconcile the two. Well, I've just heard something that I think reconciles the two. Ooh, do share. So, in the beginning of time, well, Did you read this in the Ikea instructions? (laughs) That's exactly where I read it. (laughs) Well, then I don't believe that bubble man. (laughs) The bubble man got me. Fat genie. (laughs) Here's an interesting thought for you. So, I said in the beginning of time, but I don't mean the beginning of time. Because we understand time beginning or starting when God said, let there be. But we need to realize that before God said, let there be, the earth was already in existence. Noodle Hmm. on that for a second. Before God said, let there be light, the earth was already in existence. Before he went and divided the, the firmaments and the waters and <laughs> caused the water to recede and, and allowed the, the land to rise up, the earth was already there. It was just dark and void, according to scripture. Right. Right. Well, what happened before God said, let there be? Well, the prophets tell us that there was a battle that took place in heaven. And you're going um, exactly where I kind of anticipated. Okay. And, you know, Lucifer was cast down to the earth with a third of the angels. They were cast down to the earth before God looked at it and said, all right, let there be light. Let's turn the light on. Let's see what's going on down there. So I'm jumping ahead, but do you think hell is on earth? Ooh, that is a very good question. Um, no, I do not believe that hell is on earth. Uh, namely because 
Satan, Lucifer, is not in hell. And he's not been in hell all this time. And so if hell is on earth, then, um, yeah. I don't well, I'm asking that because the Bible says Adam lived in paradise. Mm-hmm. Which if we believe is earth, and then he's like, oh, you know what? I should eat of the tree, Lucifer. Nom, 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 nom. And obviously yeah. the wife, because, you know, women drag us men down. <laughs> um, Hate mail to Sean. Ed suck on, on that, me too. That show. <laughs> wow. This is our last podcast, everyone, so it's been real. Um, wow. No, but seriously, once Adam and Eve ate of the tree... They were no longer in paradise, but they were still in the same place. Well, so so uh, so paradise is uh, is is one way to see it. But they were in the Garden of Eden, which is obviously you know here. It's um, historians and archaeologists have been looking for the Garden of Eden for a very very long time, right? Um, out of well, and here's where I'm going with that. Rivers. Okay, go ahead. No, sorry. You go. I was going to say that, you know, out of the garden flow three different rivers that, you know, eventually fed, you know, a larger, a much larger uh, body of water. And what they've tried to do is trace back those rivers to a singular point. And so, you know, some historians believe they have found the original place, which was called the Garden of Eden, obviously does not exist. Um in the way, in the form that it was, you know, in the beginning of time when Adam first walked the earth. But after their fall, they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And um, the reason why I don't think that we have found it is because part of the protection for the Garden of Eden and that tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they ate from, which was that original sin, right? made from that tree um the scripture says that god placed a cherubim with a flaming sword that circles around that tree to keep everyone from it so um that that place i don't even believe is can be found on a map at this point as a matter of fact um, I think, and it's just my opinion, I think that like most historic sites around the globe, it may be underground somewhere. I'll see your underground theory and raise it. Oh, ho, 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 if we ho, ho. backtrack to what started this conversation, well, mm-hmm. me starting the conversation about Bigfoot in quantum physics and being able to manipulate matter and exist within different dimensions, could paradise, the garden of Eden, the place that's guarded by these angelic beings with swords be somewhere we cannot get to in our dimension, but 
technically is here on earth somewhere, not underground. It's just in a dimension we can't access. And when we ate from that tree and it said the ability man died was part of man dying. The ability Uh, to live in that further dimension. And listen, this sounds trippy as fuck and I get it. And I'm not saying I, you know, prescribe to this. I'm just exploring the thought because how do I know? I love it. All I can do is take what I know from the old T, the old Testament. Yeah. And what I know in my physical brain and the dimension that I live in and just ask questions. And again, I probably won't know until I'm dead or whatever, you know, but it's trippy to think about, isn't it? It is. And I think that this is something that's been consistent with mankind over the centuries. I think of, um, one, I really like your thought process. Um, this fourth dimension or fifth or sixth or whatever you want to call it, uh, quantum realm, you know, maybe, maybe that fourth dimension is what makes up this quantum realm and, and man's imagination, I believe is inspired by God. And for mankind to think of these type of theories and put all this type of crazy shit in movies and books and stuff like that, I think it is man's subconscious, subconsciously grasping for what has been lost as a result of the fall of man, sin. Yeah, I think I agree with that statement. I mean, it, it even goes back to the, the basics of why are we here? What does it matter? Sure. Sure, we have books. We have the Bible, which is one of the oldest. We have the Quran. I mean, every religion has the same thing, and they all seem to be very, very similar. You change some names. You change a little bit of history, but it's all kind of the same. Yeah. yeah Why? There's got to be a reason. There's yeah. got to be truth in all of it and some of it. I, I don't know. I agree. But, you know, to, to your point, I, I really feel like like when you look at the the different mystic religions, they're trying to get back to something. When you when you think of like even something as simple as like a Buddhist monk who tries to transcend this world through enlightenment via meditation, trying to tap into something that is completely unseen, that is beyond this material world, beyond these three dimensions, I think is interesting. That's very interesting. And again, it's possible. Yes. Possible. And something we're not going to know. No, of course not. Until death, I suppose. Maybe not even then. I don't know. But good God, it's so 
how can you not question? Why would you not want to explore it at least a little? I agree. I agree. That's why, you know, you, <laughs> as much as you've made fun with, at me about Bigfoot. I, oh, I love doing it. I, <laughs> I'm just, my mind is open, dude, to, to the possibility of a lot of things. Uh, this, well, I will tell this you this. I, I agree on that level now. I, I'm at least to that point. I'm not saying Bigfoot exists. Yeah. I'm saying could wow that's crazy let's explore it that's where i'm at you know dude i i think of the, i think of things like this so when 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 the conversation you know in the godhead was taking place but let's make man in our image and in our likeness. Let's uh, let's do something here. Let's have some fun. Which is plural, and therefore, so many questions with that statement. But yes, sure. Lucifer was there. Yeah, all the angels were there with a third of. The angelic angels. Yeah, they, they were all there. They're all there listening to the conversation. And wanting we, to do what? Who knows? Hurt God. That's all he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, right. So jealousy was there, right? It was present. Because he created these wonderful beings with all these gifts and talents, but still with a free will to be able to choose to you know, worship or not, right? That ability to choose was obviously there if there was a choice for jealousy. Which obviously there was. Which even that, have you ever e- thought about that? that? Even that, bro, even that. Well, God so- creates this beautiful worship leader to mm-hmm. adorn him and praise him, and he yeah. still gave that entity free will to power. be like, mm, yep. No, I'm pretty beautiful, so I deserve the glory. Yeah. Like, yep. what? Have you ever thought like that? I've never thought like that. Yeah, I've thought of it, but it—that's where it ends, though. It's like the next question, the next logical question would be, why? Why would you do that? An all-knowing, all-powerful being. Why would you do that? an eternal being that exists outside of time you and know. physics and science. Yeah. Outside of everything. Uh, why would you do that? And the best answer that I I've heard is that, um, if it was forced, it wouldn't be as sweet as a choice. Think about that. You get more pleasure out of your wife choosing to love you than her feeling like she has to. Mm. For being forced to. You know what I mean? So 
I mean, and believe me, I, in my opinion, that answers a lot of questions when it comes down to why would God allow this? Why would God allow that? I think it goes all the way back to time before time where I feel like God made this amazing decision because he exists for himself, right? He does everything for out of selfishness. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this over and over again. I don't have any problem saying it. I don't think it's sacrilegious. He says himself all through scripture, I do this for my own namesake, or I do this for my own glory, or I do this for the praise of my name, or I do this for whatever. Like, all you got to do is just read the Bible. You'll see it over and over again. God is obsessed with his own glory. Yeah, I mean, he even boasts about being jealous. Even boasts about being jealous for the sake of his own glory. So, that being said... Yeah, why in the world would he give this amount of freedom? Uh, or why would he allow this or that? It, it's for the sake of freedom. And, um, and freedom has to be the core reason because being forced to love him is not as sweet as choosing to love him. As Could far it be as so simple? Concerned. I think it really is that simple. Dude, it, it reminds me of the Grinch. <laughs> How so? Uh, well, I'm going to break it down, and then we please can get do. off this shit. But yeah, <clears throat> please do. You know, towards the end where the Grinch stole Christmas, a.k.a. all the gifts, and he's, he's shoving the gifts off the cliff, and uh, Cindy Lou Who is on the top of the gifts and he's starting to feel again and his heart's growing. And, uh, he realized like, this is the, the moment where the Grinch realized Christmas isn't about gifts or mm-hmm. doing things. And he hears Cindy Lou who at the top and he's like, Cindy, what are you doing up there? <laughs> and it's about to fall. Right. And she's like, well, Mr. Grinch, no one should be alone on Christmas. Christmas. And he cries. And then he's like, Hulk freaking power. Yeah. And he realizes, like, you didn't have to do this, but you chose to. And that's what makes it special. Right. And his heart's like, doom, doom. You know, I'm feeling (laughs) his heart grew six sizes that day. Yeah. Like, (laughs) could it be that simple? Max, I'm leaking. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love that movie. That was my favorite Christmas. Specifically the one with Jim Carrey. I mean, it's just, it's epic. Yeah. That's my favorite Christmas, Christmas movie. But anyway, hands down, it's like, could it, could it such a complex thing be so simple? And it just might be. I, I, yeah, I, I guess at this point of my life, I don't have the capacity to make it more complicated than that. And I think 
from my perspective as an unchurched believer that the less complicated we make things, the more freer we become. When we complicate things and we try to make things more than what they were intended to be, I think it's the definition of legalism. There is nothing more difficult than law. And I think grace takes us to a simpler place. You don't deserve it. I'm going to give it to you anyway. If you believe that I am who I say I am. Okay. He summed up all the law and the prophets in two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. I think that the progression of Christianity is simplicity. Kiss. Sila. Keep it stupid simple. (laughs) Or some people say it. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think I've ever heard it said backwards like that. Keep it stupid. I mostly only heard it said, keep it stupid, simple. Wow. Maybe that's the difference between blacks and whites. And if we can learn to. (laughs) I don't think it is, though. (laughs) I'm joking. Most people say it because they're usually military. Yeah. And I've always heard it. Like when they say it. And I'm like, no, 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 you're saying it backwards. (laughs) But I've heard it said so many times backwards to me, air quotes. Yeah. That I think I'm the backwards one, but it doesn't matter because it means the same. It does. It's the same words at the very least. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I don't know why you're trying to bring race into this shit, but I you know, was whatever. joking. But yeah, got it. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Oh, you martyr, you! <laughs> <laughs> I like this. You brought this all the way to the Grinch. Holy shit. Dude, that wasn't even planned. Mm, I like it, though. It did work, didn't it? Like a charm. Uh, like a big, strong, potbelly, green charm. What are you doing up there? <laughs> Grinch is king. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, so much for a shorty, huh? For for a short episode, that was really fun. So look, uh, it it you know, this is what we do, folks. We chat, we catch up. We're friends. We're gonna do this shit with or without you. Love to do it with you though. This is so much fun. Uh, Check us out at unchurchedpodcast.show. Get our email, Instagram, Twitter there. Get in contact with us, like and share us wherever you're listening, and uh, your attention means the world to us. We love you a long time. 
Oh, so long. We love you.